Hello and welcome to Groupie Reboobs, the show where we take popular uh, franchises, packets of crisps, uh, cartoons, comic books, um, the 1981 Harley Davidson, and we try to turn them into credible feature films, um, you know, with a kind of bit of a gritty edge, although sometimes we just completely abandon that for whatever tone takes our fancy, um, as usual. And this week, in a very special episode, um, we are going to try and reboot the children's cartoon classic Bucky O'Hare. You already know that though because the title's on the video, but there he is. Um, So, uh, would you like to try and explain what Bucky O'Hare is? Would you like to introduce me first? I mean, come on. All right. (laughs) I'm MJ Dixon and with me is my co-host Lewis Cooper. I have to say my own name as well. It's, uh, yeah. uh, it's, it's a bit of a no frills show. So, you know, you've got a. Thrills or frills? Both. No, I'm no thrills, thrills, no frills. That's thrill. our tagline. Anyway, we're losing viewers by the second. Um, well, we'd have to have gained some first. So. <laughs> uh, I will explain Bucky O'Hare. And I'm glad we're doing this one. And I think I suggested it, didn't I? It was your and... suggestion, but I was pleasantly. Yeah, because right. it's it's an odd one that we've not done it yet because we're both big fans. Um, and uh, we do, it's true. Um, but yeah, um, it's one that I have very fond memories of. And normally we do these, I kind of go, oh, I've got to refresh my memory on these things. Um, you know, like Biker Monster from Mars, and we did that. I was like, what are the supporting characters called? But Bucky O'Hare has just always been fresh in my head. Um, so I think it started as a comic, didn't it, originally, I believe. It's... And then it became an animated series and then lots of toys and then more comics, I think, but only in certain places. But yeah, it's, um, but I, I don't know if my memories of it are from the comic or the TV show, because I remember reading the comic a lot. Cause I think it was like, there was a British only one or it was like, yeah. So I remember reading that. I remember having almost all of the toys and I don't remember actually watching the cartoon that much, but I must have done because, you know, otherwise it wouldn't have been such a big thing. Um, but yeah, I, I said, as I've said to you before, I still remember when my dad gave me a Bruiser Baboon action figure and it was a great memory. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. And uh, I remember when a girl at school pulled the ears off my Bucky O'Hare figure and threw him on the field and I had to go and get him. I know. Sorry, I punched him in the face. No, I didn't really. Um, <laughs> I don't condone violence towards women, but sometimes it is necessary. Take your your hair and pulls the <laughs> off. That is the one circumstance in which yeah. I think that is. Just I mean, wrong. why did she do that? This is this is actually going to be a therapy session well, for me. Now, uh, probably or dead, but yeah, um, I can't remember who it was. But anyway, um, yeah, I think it was. You know. I think it would have been a bigger thing if Ninja Turtles wasn't around at the same time, or maybe Ninja Turtles kind of went hand in hand with it and kind of that well, was the thing. So it was created in response to the Ninja Turtle boom. Um, as you'll remember there was kind of like loads of weird stuff that came mm. around, around the time. Um, so uh, there was things like Cowboys of Mumesa. Um, mm. I think Ninja I was a little bit But in the, in, in the comic world, there was loads of things. It was like karate badges uh, and like commando kangaroo cannibals. Or so. You know, I, I, obviously that's made up, but there was a lot of titles <laughs> kind of like that. But I mean, fairly, you know, they do sound like credible titles. But Bucky O'Hare was one of these things that was kind of made in response to that. Hmm. Um, and as a kid, this was like, um, through, throughout my teens, I was like really into like um, like animal character stuff, like uh, and this was the start of it for me. I had all the figures except for Toad Borg, who was like my favourite bad guy, and this Toad Trooper, mm. um, you know, which aren't important, I guess. Um, yeah. But I was always gutted I didn't have a Toad Borg. I had every other figure apart from those two because by the time. I only really got figures and stuff for my birthday and special occasions. So by the time it came to like a time when I was like, oh, I want these ones next, like the whole, the range had been cancelled and they just disappeared off shelves and everything. So, um, but yeah, so it was a comic book. Um, it was adapted into a TV show that only ran for 13 episodes. Everyone seems to remember that it ran for years, but it only mm. ran for literally 13 weeks um, on TV. Um 
and there was a comic book that ran for I think five issues in the US but then was continued here for 20 mm. issues um, and I remember really distinctly having all 20 issues uh, at school when I was a kid at school we'd have like a like it was like a collection show day where people would bring in collections of stuff they had and so I brought in my Bucky O'Hare collection including all 20 comic books all my figures and I sat drawing pictures of Bucky O'Hare for people all day and they'd come and give requests of which character they wanted nice. and I a picture of that character it was my first like real foray into drawing things and mm. you know um, gig. but I remember distinctly having issue 20 or it might have been issue 19 of the comic and waiting for the next one and it never happened yeah now you say it, i think that happened to <laughs> me as well and so i ended up getting something called sonic the comic instead to replace nice. my weekly comic book which had uh, which had been bucky o'hare and that started uh, my relationship with uh, hedgehogs with hedgehogs yeah with yeah. Uh, with sonic the hedgehog and oh, that but it felt like such a natural progression to go mm. From Bucky O'Hare to Sonic, they're very, very similar in tone. And from hair to hedgehog, alphabetically it works as well. It does. You know, mm. if, you, if you had to put your DVDs on a shelf. I do. Um, and they were called no, nothing like what they're actually about, then they would mm. go right next to each other. Um, mm. but, yeah, very similar childhoods in many respects. Um, for some reason, though, uh, Bucky O'Hare has just had like a huge... Um, Kind of resonance with people like people still remember it it's it's kind mm. of i like i always think of it as the faulty towers of kids cartoons right um because it only had like yeah. like say 13 episodes but everyone remembers the shows if it was yeah, huge. yeah. the figure line was cancelled after one the faulty um, towers one figure line. yeah the 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 uh the faulty towers figure line that'd be great Basil faulty with tree slap in action with uh, <laughs> was a, a fan favorite no um <clears throat> but yeah it only had one wave of action figures it actually had a second wave that got released i think uh, like about two crates of uh the second wave got released um and so there are a few like uh jenny the cat figures out there um i have never know. seen one uh they sell for about two thousand pounds i've got that no problem no. You're a rich man. I am. It's true. You're a rich bitch. Um, so <laughs> no for that, there is there's every need. You know what you've done. I do. Now stop coming in here, rubbing your riches in people's faces, and let's. That's not all. Talk about rebooting, book your head. And yep, let's. <clears throat> so <the> catchphrase. <laughs> uh, uh, so uh, I guess we need to come up with a an angle for a movie i mean so i'm thinking i've got an idea go on i'm thinking we focus around uh willie dewitt um and make him a bit older so he's you know because there's a lot of irritating kid characters and things so he could be a little bit older because i think he's meant to be like 10 or 12 isn't he in the cartoon yeah. and that um and i like the idea of him being like a refugee from our world in their universe so, and he could be the audience's eyes and in introducing us to the larger world. So we don't just, as I can't remember how exactly they did it in the cartoon, but I know he had like, did he have like a wardrobe or something? That was yeah, so he, had, the, he, built the the on, he built the Proton Accelerator and mm. they'd also coincidentally built a Proton Accelerator. That's the one, yeah, I, I recall. Um, and they both turned them on at the same time. As and um, Bruce, Bruce's older brother, Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. into nothingness but Billy uh, Willie DeWitt um, opened a doorway to uh, the, the, the the storage cupboard I think on the Righteous Indignation mm. um, which was the name of their spaceship. It was, it's a great uh, name it's a great name. And so he ended up wearing Bruce's outfit which is why the figures dressed mm. in like an oversized ape suit um, as a water pistol Um yeah, everyone thought he was a hairless baboon, which I quite like. Yeah, I remember now. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I, I like him being kind of the driving force for it. He's the he's the thing that kicks it all off, and that's what introduces us to this whole new universe of Bucky O'Hare. And plus, we could 
to make it a bit more kind of gritty, we could play on kind of the, the refugee status and him kind of being trapped in that world. And we could add in the thing with him trying to find his brother as well, kind of thing. Um, was it the brother or was it? Um, no, Bruiser's brother, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So Bruiser repla- yeah. came and replaced his brother on the Righteous Indignation, didn't he? Mm. After he disappeared. That's the one. Yeah. I think that's what happened. Oh, oh, I, yeah, oh, they yeah. were both there, but, um, you know, uh, he kind of took over his role as, like, whatever he was doing on there. Mm. And even though it's not larger story structure, I was going to say about um, Al Negator. I think he uh, he could be kind of the Boba Fett of this, and I think like he'll be kind of a a little character in it. Al Negator, there he is. There he is. The figure of him there. I never really understood his name. What is it? What does it mean? Like, like is it? It feels like it should be a pun. Yeah, like, but it, but it's not quite. No, like, it's like he he negates things, yeah. and he's a gator. And his okay, he's, he's, he's Al. an alligator, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, but like, I like that. Basically, he's called Al. So yeah, like, no, yeah. Maybe he's meant to be Al Pacino. Maybe, he's, maybe, but like, maybe his full name's Alan. Maybe like, it is. So or Alfredo. Alan, oh, Alan, and he's like, <laughs> it's Al, please. Mm. Chevy Chase wrote a song about this, you know. <laughs> I'm too young to know who that is. Um, it could be, um, yeah, Alfredo, like Al Pacino. But yeah, maybe he could be played by Al Pacino in our film. <laughs> it could be. Um, He'd be like, you talking to me? Al- Alfred Scott. <laughs> uh, Alfred Scott. Could be, yeah. Anyway, I don't know who that is. We're getting off topic. Um, but yeah, I <laughs> like the idea of the the child being thrust from our world into theirs and caught in the middle yeah. of this civil war, and he could be, you know, maybe he could be, um, actually, I don't know, maybe he could be in the caught in with the bad guys to start with, and then he kind of thinks he has to figure out that that's not on the right side of things, for example. Yeah, well, or, I mean, let's, let's, too in depth. let's quickly skip over the the overall story of Bucky O'Hare. So it's basically Star Wars, um, with mm-hmm. Toads instead of the empire and um well amphibious being so reptiles and toads seem to yep. be the, um, That's it. the bad guys <laughs> and anyone fluffy or with a beak tends to be um a good guy um just like in real life i think is there they're like organization space is their mm. organization um but they're called like the mammals of SPACE, and that's like their like title, I guess. Mm. But I mean, some of them are ducks and stuff, so that's that's canard, isn't it? It's a joke there somewhere. Um, yeah. It's only fools and horses. I cannot believe you asked us to make up a joke about it, though. Um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, birds so... aren't mammals, are they? That's an interesting little tidbit. There. Tidbit, tidbit. I don't know. Uh, Sorry, so I've lost the, it. The overall idea is it's basically Star Wars, but the, it's Star Wars. the good guys are fluffy and yeah, the bad guys are slimy. There you go. Now you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but there's an interesting story behind it because it also steals a load of stuff from Terminator. So it turns out that the Toads were like just kind of like a sleazy, horrible... It's in, insinuated that they're basically us. Um, you know, mm. like lazy TV-watching scrope bags. Um and they invent a system called complex who like is supposed oh. to like make their lives like better and do things for them, you know, like, hmm. um, but what happens is it gains sentience and decides that um, the toads are a superior race and should take over the world. Hmm. Um, I think complex was another, um, an ac- uh, what's the word I'm for? Acronym. acronym. Um, yeah that probably was just a stretch where they they made it the word first and then went right what can this stand for yeah, <laughs> i mean yeah. like shield <laughs> or any acronym <laughs> but yeah so yeah so i like i like the angle of the the um the refugee so um let's let's start with that think um yeah i think, I think we do uh, we'll do a little bit of a guardians of the galaxy maybe we have like some kid who's like he's having a horrible fucking life at home or something like that being picked on at school um and he he comes home and his parents are 
it's a gritty reboot. So his, maybe his parents are like, you know, like not Dead. like not drug users or whatever, oh. but you know, that he like he comes from like a like a shitty, horrible family with like a dad who's like drinking in front of the couch and like you know in front of the couch. Why is he not sitting on it? He's drinking in front of the couch. No, he sat, he sat, he sat on the TV looking at the couch. You know what I mean? Sorry, sitting in front of the TV. Right. Sitting on the couch in front of the TV, drinking. His mum's like, you know, like the classic, like, you know, I'll get that, just get out of here. You know, I'm busy doing my drugs in the kitchen rather than doing my motherly duties and all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, and he, he goes up to his room, but it turns out that he's been like, very 90s he's got like his super nintendo or whatever all pulled apart and he's been building something in this uh in his room and he uh he sets it off and disappears you know maybe like like a bit fantastic for 2015 like all the power in the fucking in the neighborhood goes out or whatever you know and his 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 drunk you know, crackhead mum comes in, it's like, oh, what's going on in here? And it's just like a steaming pile of his clothes in front of like this weird, like thing he's built out of like a Commodore 64 and, uh, you know, some uh, some Game Boy bits and that, um, you know. And, uh, and we're like, where's he gone? Cut to, what, five years later? So say he's about 10 or 11 then? Or do you want him to be older than that, do you think? Um. Well, so you're thinking that he's aged a bit while he's been in the Yeah, I'm thinking, oh, for like five, six years of age, he's like yeah, 16, yeah. 17. I quite like that, because, yeah, he can be um, a bit older. We realise bit... that there is a galactic civil war going on. Um, oh, typical. <laughs> I like, I don't know why people do this, why Hollywood tends to do this in movies, but it'd be cool to have, like, um, I think, like, you know, like like a Star Wars sequence where you've got like a battlefield and like things exploding, and you know mm. you see people running around with like helmets on, um, you know, and you kind of stage it like that, and then one of them stops and they take off the helmet and they're a bloody rabbit or whatever underneath, you know, or Mimi Lafleur perhaps the um, the sexy fox of the screaming Mimi. She was the uh, the pilot that he yes. broke out of prison. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah. Or she you just made it up. figure that got released recently by um, All right. Boss Fight Studio. You had me at Sexy Fox, to be honest. I know. Um, so maybe it's someone like, you know, like, and they pull a mask off and it's like, um, you've got, we go, it's an animal. Like, we've gone to see a Book Your Hair movie, what we were expecting, but for some reason, they always kind of lead up to, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, it's it would true. Be, like, so... We'll do something stupid. Like I've that, seen yeah. the trailer, like you know. It's yeah, a... <laughs> like we've we've watched the trailer breakdowns all the way up to this, you know. But still, um, and they're like, um, they're in like some war on, um, Cybertron. like some planet. Um, I like the idea that maybe it's Warren. Um, who's Warren? Uh, so War- Warren was Warren Peace home, Homeworld. Yep. Um. And it was famously uh, destroyed. Oh no! Um, uh, because this is a Star Wars ripoff. So, um, <clears throat> order yeah. on places. So maybe they're on Warren, uh, and they're they're there's a few mam like they're a resistance, and they're fighting like they're the, they're the last line of defense against the kind of worst scum in the universe. Um, the incoming kind of toad infestation, Ooh, and. You know, this is the moment where this planet's going up. You know, like, mm. um, like the last moments of Krypton. Yeah, you know, very much so. So we get mm. kind of treated to like a big, like, battle sequence with like a, a few kind of lesser known animals. But I think if you introduce like um, Mimi, because you know we can perhaps bring her back later, um, and maybe uh, like another lesser known character. Um, I'm trying to think of someone from the from the later toy lines. Or that um, dog captain? No, because I think he I think he'll be useful later on. Mm. Yeah, he um, was a, he was a big wig, wasn't he? Yeah. Lieutenant um, dog face. Oh, I I know Blinky. Blinky. The robot. Yeah. So she's there with Blinky, like he's like a bit of an R2D2 kind of type. Aye aye aye. <laughs> 
That's what I think of him as. <laughs> I, I can see. Um, you understand the so, reference. Um, they're like, you know, they're fighting this battle and the toads come down and they uh, they take over the planet. They capture, uh, they kill off a bunch of guys. They kidnap Mimi and a bunch of other people and they're like, get in here. Get in this stupid prison ship. Um and they're like, oh, that's it, we've lost, you know. And they're like, well, we're blowing up the planet now, you know. And they take off. Um, maybe we get introduced to, like, um, what's it called? The Toad Air Captain. Toad Marshal. The Toad Marshal. Mm. I mean, that's literally his name. Like, yeah, was it Toad Air Marshal? Um, Both, so, wasn't it? He was a cool Yeah, maybe like, they, they get dragged in and, you know, into the thing and then the... the the ship takes off and they're like, right, so now like we're destroying this planet from orbit kind of thing. And you see the big toad Death Star. What, what was it called? I can't remember. I forgot about that, yeah. Was it shaped like a toad? It's like a huge fat toad with like warts yeah. like, on it that have guns and stuff. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> so they bring that in and they're like, right, kill that fucking planet down there. And that's <laughs> Do they say that as well? Yeah. And it blows up and they're like, oh my god, like that's it. Like you know, the toads have murdered a planet now. This is bad shit, you know. Um, and Mimi, she's all just defeated. And she's like, "Who, who's going to save us now? It's over. The war's over. Like, we've lost, you know, who's who's going to stand up for, uh, you know, the people of of the universe now, of the anim- the universe, I think it was called, wasn't it? It was. I remember um, that, yeah. who's going to stand up for the people of the universe now and then we cut to like you know uh, I think like some kind of like random like training scenario where you've got like things popping up like you see all these things getting blasted you know like um, little cardboard things popping up and stuff little cardboard toads and uh, yeah and uh, then the door opens and you realise it's like a training simulator mm. you know um, and some sexy cat walks in. Yeah, now we're talking. And it's uh, it's it's pilot Jenny. She's a respected woman. Don't um, boil her down to her looks. Which from, um, Alderbon? Is it Alderbon? It sounds like Alderon, but it's right. not. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Um, it's all she, coming back to me now. I'm sure she's an Alderbarian witch. Yeah, cat witch, something like that. Yeah, is the name. Um, Oberon. So anyway, she comes in and she's like, oh shit, Bucky, we've got some news. Your whole planet's been destroyed. And he's like, ah, nuts. Yeah. And, she, uh, and then I guess we're wondering why why hasn't he been involved in this the whole time? Hmm. Um, but I guess, uh, I mean, I guess there's probably reasons for that. Well, maybe, maybe this is his arc. Maybe he's like, you know, um, I didn't want to get involved in the uh, in this fruitless war. Um, said, but, um, I don't need your civil war. Yeah, like he was like, you know, in Guns like, and Roses place. He's like apolitical, so he's like, yeah, I, you know, I'm just a green rabbit. Or maybe he could be a bit Han Solo-ish and be like, you know, I'm only looking out for hair number one. And they're like, oh, no, man, that's, you know, you've got to... <laughs> You've got to fight for your people. Yeah, like, I like it. Like, I like it. Like, he, he left his home planet to kind of go out there and kind of like make it as like yeah, kind of give him a bit more of a roguish appeal cool rather than him being rabbit kind of guy. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. You know, and then they're like, but now they've brought the war to him because he's like, you know, I've got no quarrel with toads and I've got no quarrel with like, you know, I, I've got no allegiance to mammals in, in any way. You know, I'm just a green rabbit, you know. Um, why should I care about these people? They judge me because of the colour of my fur. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm uh, just the green rabbit. Because weirdly in the show, every other rabbit is like brown or like light mm. grey or something. Well, he's green. So maybe like, you know, maybe they're like, yeah, he's like, you know, I wasn't accepted on my home planet particularly like um, because of the colour of my fur. And now, uh, you know, so I didn't pay any, I didn't have any allegiance to those people. Um, I didn't, you know, 
I, I haven't I have nothing to do with that. You know, I I don't know the toads. Like you know, they're nothing to do with me, kind of thing. Why should I have anything to do with it? But now they've blown up his home planet, and he's like, mm. his almost stuff was there. Yeah. Well, no, but like so, like his family and stuff was yeah, yeah. there. You know, That's and although although like his uh, PS4 felt, was there, he felt he felt his family um were mistreated his his kind of like um breed of like kind of vividly colored furred rabbits or oh, um, maybe just because they're green they look like toads and they don't trust them oh yeah i quite like yeah, that yeah there you go there we go there we go now we're, we're getting somewhere it's not like it's not like you to bring the politics to yeah i know right to, uh, to the <laughs> that's game. not really politics that's just you know here we mean, are yeah so mean um so he finds out that his planet's been destroyed and he's like, oh shit, like, so this wasn't just like some like, you know, like spat between two species. Mm, like This was no blocking of trade routes. These guys are, <laughs> they're building planet-sized space stations and, <laughs> and blowing up planets. I swear I've seen this before. <laughs> just like that movie, mm. Harry Potter. <laughs> um. Harry Potter, it would be called. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was trying to think. Hair Wars, something like that. Yeah, so, yeah. That could be the big movie. Anyway, moving on. Did they not? They had. Did they not have Star Wars in a that they're watching on the? Most, like they have the Toad likely. Entertainment Network, don't they? Yeah, that, that is almost definitely a thing. Yeah, you're right. Oh God, I'm just not uh, and Star. I'm sure Star Wars was one of the. Yeah. Because it's a little bit Robocop. You know, otherwise said it like that. Why did you say Robo-cop. that? Robo-cop. Robocop. Uh, I was gonna, I think I was going to say Robocopian, but I guess uh, you're thinking of Hitchcock. It'd be Verhovian, if anything. But it's a, you know, it's very um, true. <clears throat> during the show, they ha- keep intercutting with like these mad adverts, don't they? Of like buy fly paper, you know, like catch your lunch before you eat it, like you know. But like, and they have like toad news anchors and stuff. Uh, so, but yeah, one of the things is, um, is I'm fairly certain is, oh, hey guys. Oh no. I'm feeling, I'm feeling quite calm today. Is that I'm good or bad? Hard on you. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Of course, I'm kidding. Um, right, we need a scene in this movie. We like Chuck Ghostbusters reboot so much. It was so groovy reboobs. That we would need a cameo, a really good, strong cameo from Dan Aykroyd, but strictly drinking Crystal Head vodka. <laughs> and one of our main characters needs to be drinking some of that vodka, so we can we can get it flying off those shelves. Okay, good luck with that. Thank you. Thanks, Charlie. Wait, so has Dan Aykroyd got to be in it? Dan Aykroyd is not only advertising it, but also right. One of our characters. He, he could be like some sort of conspiracy theorist about how there's another universe with humans in. Oh, I like the. Like, I see. I was going to go the, uh, the have him like painted green and be like, "Hello, I'm Dan Acneroid." Like, <laughs> you know. Or he could just be Dan Acneroid, just normally. <laughs> just like, like I am Dan Acneroid. I'll ad- literally advertise anything anywhere. Like here I am <laughs> at the Toad Empire. Also, I'm insane. <laughs> He's a crazy man. But he you know, um, so yeah. So my thinking is that now is the time that you know they didn't realize just how bad most of the galaxy didn't realize how bad this toad thing was going to get. You know what I mean? It's very, very on the nose. Um, but I guess it's also hundred percent based on the same thing that Star Wars is based on. So yeah. you know, no one knew how bad the Empire was going to get. No one knew how bad the Nazis were going to get, and I'm sure no one will say that about our country anyway <laughs> in the future. And so, they came for the trade unionists, etc. Um, so I guess now Bucky O'Hare's like, fuck, like this is really serious, you know, and like, all right, I'll look, here we go. So he's like, so they want, they want. They're asking people to enlist, like, and he's like, no way. Like, 
we're not we're we're what like uh should we say like not bounty hunters but like you know like um like not smugglers because that's again is a bit but you know like we're uh here we go it's perfect we're adventurers mm. like you know like guardians was, of the galaxy they're kind of they know. were called in the show they were called the adventurers of spaca mm. um so he's like yeah we're adventurers like you know we're out here we just go out here like and have adventures like that's our whole thing like we're not enlisting in some like um you know we've got no movement um against like a whole species of people like it's it's not happening um you know um and like so we got you know they sit down with the crew and we now kind of get introduced to um sexy cat uh space cat which sexy old barbarian space cat which, animals are sexy um <laughs> jenny pilot jenny uh, as a full name, um, the sharpshooting uh, dead eye duck, the four armed duck. Oh, how did I forget about him? I have a I have a visual reference for He's you. Brilliant. Um, he has four arms. It's very rare to find one with four arms these days as well, because all kids used to pull two of the arms off, because uh, children are intolerant and don't like anyone to be different. Um, <laughs> I didn't. Mine was mine was in great condition. Oh, good for you. Yeah, he was my favourite. No one's because he had two arms so he could fly the toad croaker and then two that hold guns. So I had the toad croaker. I never had the double bubble one. No, I didn't either. I had the toad croaker, but yeah. Um so we've also got um bah, 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 uh, Bruiser, the Berserker mm-hmm. Baboon. Mm-hmm. Um Do you wanna bring Bruce in as well? Or kill him off as a reference um... to the show, or are you happy to have or maybe we'll have Bruce for for now, and maybe we'll introduce Bruiser later on. Or maybe we could just have Bruiser and then just kind of mention Bruce in passing, and then that could be so like we'll a have thing. Dave Batista as Bruiser, Bruiser then. Oh, that'd be amazing. I'd love that. Um, and then uh, I think that is the core crew of the ship, unless I'm mm. forgetting someone. Which don't no, we had Blinky earlier, so we won't use well, him. Well, I'm going to come to that in a minute. Oh, here we go. So, uh, Please, yeah, go so he, he approached and they're like, what do you think? And Deadeye's Dead like, well, you know, I like just flying around the galaxy shooting stuff. Like, you know, that's my my thing. Well, I'm you know, like going, going to war with another species is a completely different thing. You know, um, Bruiser's like, you know, uh, he's just the muscle, so he's He's not. He's happy to go along with what everyone else says. So they're like, so that's it. Then we don't. We don't do it. Like, yeah. And they're like, well, like you know, we we could be. You know, we could tip Jenny's. Like, we could tip the scales here. Like, you know, like we're we're the best we are at what we do, kind of thing. Um, they're all Wolverine, you see. Yeah. Um, or Chris Jericho. So they're like, um. You know, they don't want to join the army. Um, that's their kind of their their thing. So now I think um, we go to uh, a, the Toad Refugee Camp. Oh, yeah. Uh, so my thinking is that uh, we're now at the, at the refugee camp. We see people being pushed around, and we see now a familiar face. We see Mimi. Been pushed through the, uh, the, um, you know, the crowd with a bunch of other uh, normal coloured animals, as we've pre-established, in their grey jumpsuits from the cartoon. They're getting pushed around, um, and you know, because it's a gritty reboot, there's some bad stuff going on. You know, like um, swearing. You know, yeah. Um, Spitting. Yeah. You know, drinking coke out the bottle, that kind of thing. Yeah, some you know, rough housing. Real, real bad. They're, you know, Horse real play. bad things happening to people there. Mm. Anyway, she gets thrown into a. Her and Blinky are thrown into a cell. Um, where they come across, um, a, a small, hairless baboon, in, uh, kind of rags, um. You know, and he's wearing like a funny T-shirt that says like, um, I don't know, 
Uh, I'm with stupid. <laughs> you know, like some 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 from the nineties. Like it says, yeah. like the United Colors of Benetton or something on it. You know, like <laughs> just the most nineties t-shirt you could be wearing. Like you know, it says like rad on it, and it's got a pair of like <laughs> rainbow sunshades painted underneath it. That kind of thing. Uh, and he's like, they're like, hang on, like what the hell are you like? Um, and he's like. I'm a human being, like, like, what the fuck are you people like, you know? Um, and it turns out that he's been locked up in this. Um, oh, actually, no, let's go back. I've got a better idea. So they go to this camp and they're thrown in there and they're locked up. Here we go. This is much better because it's much more in line with the show. So they're locked up. They, Mimi and Blinky are thrown in this thing. Um, like their, their insinuation is she's going to be put to work and not in a weird sex way just not in a, what i thought at all so. i just well, <laughs> like, you know, i want to okay. put that there before Please uh, do. and you know they're gonna star wars blinky and you know dismantle him or whatever and, and mm. blah 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 um and uh so they're in this camp and uh you know uh the to- but the toads are all scared of this one cell that's down the back of the uh, of, of the hallway. And um, they're like, oh, no, you feed him. No, you feed him. You know, the, the way they argue. And they're like, you feed him. No, you feed him. And they're like, she's like, what's that about? And they're like, oh, no one wants to feed the, the, mon- the monster in, like, um, cell eight or whatever. Cell block H. She's like, what? And they're like oh yeah, like, you know, legend is it, like, you know, they brought it in, it's like some crazy, like, uh, you know, like, psychotic, um, berser- you know, Beetlejuice and Berserker baboon, like, you've never seen anything like it, you know, um, and they're all, you know, because in the cartoon, obviously, they were famously scared of the Beetlejuice and Berserker baboon, um, that was like the one thing all toads are scared of, mm. Um, and so, um, I mean, you could even intersperse this with like, you know, when we have like the toad programs playing and stuff, there's like, um, you know, like a toad slasher movie or something playing on the TV and they're like, oh, the night of the baboon. And it's like, oh, you know, like they're like scared and there's a guy coming around the doorway with a knife, but it's like, but he's wearing like a baboon mask or whatever, you know, like <clears throat> just funny, funny stuff. I like it. I like it. Um, so anyway, she's like, that's our fucking ticket out of here, Blinky. Like, you know, we go and we get this monster and it breaks us out. So they set up like a plan. Um, and, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, they go to this um, this door and they fucking break it open. Like, you know, they, they have like a this is broad strokes, but you know, they come up with a cool plan to break it open. They open this door and inside is like a 16 year old uh, boy with like broken glasses and like a United Colors of Benetton uh, sweatshirt. That's like obviously way too small for him and torn up and, you know, and he's basically like, um, he's, it's Willie DeWitt, obviously. I got it. I was getting that. Um, And they're like, what the fuck's this? You know, and they're like, yeah, I thought you, I thought it said it was like a Beetlejuice and Berserker baboon. He's like, who the hell are you people? Um, <clears throat> Do you mean you people? And um, <clears throat> yeah, so they're like, oh, man, like you're you're a ticket out for you. Um, and it turns out like the toads are still like really scared of him, so they mm. use him because they think he's like this baboon. Um, so they use him to like escape from this, um, this what you call it, uh, this camp, uh, and they manage to steal a ship, um, which is kind of like this chunk heap that they found, um, you know, they find in like you know like a place where toads have been collecting up, like ships that they've been taken out of the sky and kidnapping their, mm. you know, the people from it and stuff, and they find a ship, um, which will later become the Screaming Mimi, um. And uh, they escape. And so then Willie starts saying, well, actually, uh, I'm a person from Earth. Um, and they're like, well, how the fuck did you get here? 
you know, how the fur did you get here? <laughs> um, and he's like, well, I built this thing, um, you know, that accelerates protons. And Blinky's like, a pro you, ha you had a proton accelerator. And they're like, yeah. Uh, and they're like, and he's like, but I, like, I've got no way to get home. And Blinky's like, there's only one other person in the galaxy with a proton accelerator. And cut to. Ah, oh, there he is. Okay, Captain Bucky O'Hare. So on the Righteous Indignation, it turns out that uh, they've been building, they've built a proton accelerator. That's why they're like the best ship in the galaxy for adventuring is because it like basically they can jump around planets everywhere. So Mimi, Billy, and why do I keep calling him Billy? Willie do it. He could be um, called Billy, I suppose. And um, what you call it, uh, Blinky heads to find the Righteous Indignation, who, remember at this point, want nothing to do with this war or anything. Unfortunately, the Toads have followed them, uh, have tracked this ship that they took off on. And so they land... Or, uh, they're about to land where they think the Righteous Indignation is when suddenly they're attacked by TIE Fighters. I mean, double <laughs> bubbles. Um, and so, like, they're in this basically, like, a, a heap of junk that can hardly fly. And they're, like, flying towards the Righteous Indignation um, where... Um, where the, the proton accelerator is, uh, and the toads basically open fire on them, and Bucky sees this, and he's like, oh, fuck's sake, like, you know, like, it's one thing to not get involved in the war, but I can't just sit and watch someone get shot out of the sky. So then we get, like, this cool action sequence where we finally see these guys in action. He's like, did I? Man the guns, like, you know, Jenny, you know, hit the, hit the cockpit. Uh, Bruiser, stand around with your arms <laughs> being really long. He's like, oh, Captain, you know. Anyway, but you see, you see them like he's down in the engine room, you know, using the, mm. uh, or you know, pull all the levers and stuff, and throwing they rocks out the window, fly around, and they they basically start shooting all these toads out of the sky, and it's like a huge, like, you know, exciting action scene, uh, like, and he's single-handedly like destroying toad ships, like like no one's ever seen, you know, and they're like, how the hell are these guys doing this? You know, they've got a proton accelerator. Mm. You know, if you had a proton accelerator, you could do exactly the same thing. But you haven't but you built one. You know why? Lazy. Lazy. <laughs> yeah. So um so they defeat these toads or whatever and uh, they take on board Mimi, who it turns out that um her and Bucky used to have a bit of a oh. a thing. No, but no, of course Jenny and Bucky now kind of have a bit of a will they won't they thing oh. going on. So she's like full like on Luke and Leia. She's proper third off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like um <laughs> I bet. you know how they get and then uh, well it turns out also Blinky used to work for them as like their on ship um because he's first Snap mate Blinky. Out. First mate Blinky reporting for duty. So mm. he used to be the first mate on the ship. Um before he went off to he all all robots were forced to join the war effort, right? Uh, because they're service droids, essentially. So mm. they have no choice. Like robots fight the war first, and that's kind of so. Uh, they're on board the spaceship now, um, and uh, yeah, they've come to find the proton accelerator, and it and basically Bruce is like, well, it, that won't work because someone has to turn it on at the other side as well like you know and you're here so you can't do that uh essentially so i'm sorry pal but you're stuck um in the universe forever basically um or until someone in another multiverse turns on a part on accelerator at the same time ours is turned on and the chances of that are and then blinky calculates it and he goes uh, 17.85 billion to, to one. And they're like, thank you, Blinky. Bucky, no. hey guys, never tell me the odds. 
That's what he says. He does. That's what he says. He's hopping mad when someone tells him the odds. Um, okay, so now um, all our characters are kind of in place, but they've got a massive problem. Oh. Um, is that... So, I mean, that seems like a good place for like a midway action sequence, I think. Do you know what I mean? Like where... God, are we only midway? Head. I thought this was near the final act. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> I wish. Um, so... Yeah, they, so they shoot all these people. So, so I think that's our midway action sequence where Bucky and his crew become actively engaged in this war, albeit, you know, kind of they're drawn into it. So um, now we realise that, like, they're kind of like public enemy number one in, in the Toads, you know, fish. Mm. They're like, don't like them at all. So... Bring me, bring me that bloody green-haired guy. I saw him on the cameras on on the, my tie fighter before it got blown up. <laughs> it was that guy there. Paused the video. Enhanced. Yeah, I like him. That's not Rubbish. a thing. Um, so Mimi goes, look like you know. Well, um, we need to find somewhere to go. The toads will, you know, they'll be back. Um, you know, uh, I know exactly where to go. So they go down to some planet um, that I don't know the name of because I only remember Warren and Alderpon and the Toad planet. Um, it's but, called Smatoine. Um, so, that, yeah, they go... Oh, no, maybe they go to, like, a big space station somewhere, yeah? Yeah, that'd be more visually interesting. Yeah, that'd be cool. So um, it's kind of like a big, long space station like with some big globes on the end. Looks Very a bit phallic. like a bone. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. So they land on it, and then she's like, uh, so they're like, he's like, well, hang on, who have you brought us here to meet? The door opens, and we see Admiral Akbar. I mean, <laughs> Amanda Dogstar, um, the old uh, captain of, I can't remember what his ship was called. It's a word uh, I can't pronounce. The in- indefatigable. Oh, it was the indefatigable. Yeah. It's the it's the word I've never been able to pronounce, and it's bothered me my whole life. Yeah, that's why um, I remember. So, it. Uh, yeah. So, wh- why don't we make the indefatigable um, a don't space station me. instead? <laughs> yeah. So it's a bit more yeah. interesting, isn't it? So it's not everyone with the same bloody ship flying around. So they they go to um, to this big space station, and it, that's where Commander Dogstar has been running the war effort from, essentially. Like it's like. Well, Rocky, my boy, I haven't seen you since the Academy. And he's like, is well... Is he played by the Major from 40 Towers? <laughs> he is. There was a... You could, they come as a two-pack action. The crossover, yeah. Uh, but he's not... Rocky, my boy, I haven't seen you since the Academy. Come on. And he's like, yeah, well, I flunked out of the Academy for a reason, Dogstar. Like, I'm not interested in your war. I'm not interested in being sent out there to, to kill people. He's like, oh, Bucky, you misunderstand. It's all changed since then. He's Boris Johnson, apparently. Um, no, no one's that terrible. Um, so getting political. <laughs> um, so he's like, he's like Bucky. You know, we really need your help. Like, um, you know, anyone, anyone who's anyone has already kind of been taken out in the front line. Like, you know, uh, most mammals aren't willing to fight, and those who can, like, um, you know, are gone. Like. You're our last line in defence against the worst scum of the universe. You know. What they say. There we go. Come back to that. Yep, um, I got it. I got so it. So he's like, you know, we we need your help. Like, um, you're our only hope. You are. I was trying to avoid saying that. <laughs> you're, you but now we have basically our whole cast together on the same on the same the same ship, don't we? So, um, Bucky's like, I just can't do it, Jenny. Pilot Jenny, I can't, I can't join the war effort. We can't do it. It's not our fight. And she's like, but Bucky, more people, innocent people will die if we don't do something. And he's like, well, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> no, so he's like, well, you know, like, what, what, what can we do? Like, um, but they don't have time to think about that because we're, 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 Tie fighters are approached. I mean, 
double bubbles are approaching and they're like, oh man, what's going on? And there's a full on assault on the indefatigable space station. Um, and like the end of it gets blown up, and, you know, and people have sucked off into space. God, not that kind of film. <laughs> um, you know, uh, and then we see uh, there's something approaching the ship from from the from the toad mothership thing that's moving in. Um, but it's a person, and it lands, and we see the toad Borg. Uh, and you remember the Toad Borg? He's like the best. Mm. He basically used to be a Toad. He's basically Darth Vader. Um, <laughs> he used to be a Toad, but then he like was replaced so much with the robotic bits that he's basically just like meat inside of like a like a huge robotic body now, isn't it? Mm. Like, oh, he's the best. He's just the best bad guy. He is. Like, I love it, and he's indestructible. Like. Um, and so he lands and he just goes through and you've got dog stars guys we, this is where we get cool cameos from like rumblebee um dan Aykroyd. Scott Pete, um what was the what was the big dog called um roman oh, reigns man. No. um oh man i can't remember his name it's like a big um kind of muscular dog mm. i can't remember Anyway, so you get cool cameos from like his crew and stuff, and you know they're fighting, uh, they're, they're fighting the toad swarms that come through. And Toadbog's just walking through there, like mashing people's heads in, you know. Boom! Fucking that guy's head's coming off. Oh, that guy's head's coming off. You know, uh, what? What are you? A fucking vol? Never even heard of that. No head. You know, like, and he's just walking, walking through, mashing people up, and Bucky's like. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great moment. <laughs> um, so I think we've got to sacrifice someone here, which is why I thought having <laughs> Bruce would be a good little callback to the cartoons. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but maybe, may, no, maybe, maybe, okay. Like, uh, so uh, there's only one way out is they've got to, they've got to, they've got to escape. There's no way to fight this thing Bucky tries because he's the hero he goes in tries to fight Tobog but he's he's no match for him you know he's uh you know he's just too too bloody Tobogy you know um so there's nothing they can do they get on the righteous indignation um you know but they need they need you know they don't have a have a clear um a clear runway a dog stars like don't worry, dear boys, I'll take care of it. And he gets in like a big robot cannon thing and he starts blasting toads and Toadbog's coming towards him like, you know, and the bullets are doing nothing. So he sacrifices himself as the righteous thing, the indignation flies away. And then as, uh, what you call he, Dogstar is about to be killed, he uh, he sets off the self-destruct and blows, blows up the space station and... Bucky and them escape, and they're like, uh, you know, they again space, but Dog Star's dead, everything's blown up, and they're like, uh, they're like, wow, fuck, like I can't believe it took all that to kill the Toadborg, you know, and then you see him like floating in space, like you know, and then the the mothership comes and picks him up and lets him inside, and he's like, I'm fine, see, because I'm fucking well hard, like you know. Because he's indestructible, isn't he? Toadball he is. can't kill him. You can blast him in space and all that stuff. Mm. So now we've got we've got the um, that's pretty good. So now we've got uh, we've got we've got uh, our full crew plus um, Mimi, uh, and there's only one way to stop the toads, really, isn't there? Is that uh, so? Mimi explains. There's only Love. one way to stop the toads. She says, "There's only one way to stop the toads," and they go, "What's that?" She goes, "Let me tell you." In this epic flashback, and we go back and we see the story we talked about. The, the you know the toads were like this kind of like lazy ass race, and they create a complex. It's like a computerized system to like basically do everything for them and create their entertainment and like change their light bulbs and you know scratch their feet. Or whatever, you know, basic human slash toad needs. Um, 
and um, yeah, and Complex basically became sentient and was like, no, Toads are like, uh, we're meant for more than this. And so he basically militarized them and was like, right now uh, we're going out into the galaxy to uh, like, you know, so he brainwashed them. That's what the helmets are about, maybe. Yeah, they've mm. got the helmets. So like all these Toad soldiers are like completely brainwashed, like, you know, um, against their will to um, to take over the, the universe, essentially, the universe, sorry. Um, and so uh, she says, but if we can find the bloody bit, the complex's house, you know, if we can find where the mainframe is for complex, we can stop him. Bucky's like, right, all right, I'm with you. Goes, but up to now, I've just been wearing these really boring, like, uh, you know, brown uh, space clothes. Slacks. Let me just get into something a bit more comfortable. Um, and it's it's his old uniform that he was supposed to um, graduate from the academy with, but he left, mm. you know, because he was a rogue. Um, and Dogstar had kept it all these years. He gave it to him on the space station. He said, hey, you left this at the academy. And he's like, I don't want any of you. But now pulls out and it's his classic red and yellow Great stuff. space suit. And he puts it on and he's like, right, okay, so here's our plan. We're bloody going to the Toad home planet, yeah? And we're going to go and press a button, you know, press a button and blow up complex. That's how easy this is going to be. Yeah? So they all get into their, you know, they're all set up into their gear now that we recognize from action figures, etc. Um, Bruiser goes, well, my brother disappeared years ago uh, after a photon accelerator accident, but he left this behind. Um, he left this behind when you wear this. So Willie puts on the, uh, the, 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 the Beetlejuice and Berserker baboon armor, mm-hmm. you know, with the helmet and everything. He's like, oh, you look pretty good there, you know, suit the part, you know, you fit the part kind of thing. Um, I'm going somewhere with this, so don't worry. Um, Maybe. Yeah, so um, now they get ready for the battle, for the final, for a battle, and now, now they've realised we have to, we, we not only have to join the war effort, because we are the war effort now, we're all that's left. You know, Toad Borg killed all the Vols, and uh, you know, uh, other uh, small field dwelling characters um, at the space station. We're all that's left. The only thing we can do is go to go to Toad Planet. I, well, I don't know why I can't remember the name of the Toad Planet, but um, you know, uh, go to Toad Planet and um, and destroy Complex. So they form an assault. They fucking hit the Toad Planet, and they're like, "Right, got to kill the. Uh, we've got it. We've got to get in there and get complex." So they get in there. They use some older, some older codes, but they check out. Yeah, nice. and they fly into the planet. Uh, casual. And they basically pull an assault on this kind of like, um, you know, like the inner uh, sanctum, where, um, where, where the the motherboard of complex is kept um so they get there but it turns out fucking toad borg's still well alive isn't he oh. and he's like oh mate you can't do that uh you know can't come in here wearing that Sorry. thinking <laughs> you're odd um <clears throat> i pull people's heads off for a living mate is you know so they like they get in like a massive scuffle uh, all of them with their uh, the soldiers and toad borg um but it's all been like it's all like a like a frontal like a plan to uh, to create a distraction. So the Bucky and uh, I think probably uh, Blinky and um, yeah Bucky Blinky Bunky and Bl- Bucky and Blinky maybe yeah sneak sneak into the because Blinky's going to be the one who shuts down Complex I think because he's a computer man um, literally 
so they, it's all been this. So they they create a distraction, fighting Toadborg, um, while he sneaks in there to basically shut down Complex, who who is just helpless now, like because he's just a computer, right? Ah, but then the big robot body with the TV screen. I don't. You you must remember it. I remember. It was actually a cancelled action figure as well. Um, but it's a screen with Complex's face on it and it's got mm. a robot body that rises out of the air. Uh, and he's like a robotic CGI toad, but drawn in the cartoon, mm. but, you know. I remember. Um, so he attacks Bucky and uh, what you call he? Uh, Bucky and Blinky. And he's fighting them, you know. Um, also during this time, they're kind of like Willie DeWitt's being like, I'm not like a soldier, I'm just like a kid from like planet Earth. That's his arc, by the way. I should have mm. mentioned that earlier because it'll become important now. And it was it's not that I've just made it up, Lewis. It's that in there since the I thought I thought about it since the beginning. You know? So he's like um, you know, Bucky and Blinky get kind of like, you know, uh stopped and blocked by Complex the robot. And then uh Willie DeWitt turns up. And he's like, what are you going to do? And he's like, uh, he thinks he's a Beetlejuice and Berserker Baboon. So he's like, oh, no, not a Beetlejuice and Berserker Baboon. And then he's like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's not right. And he pulls his fucking hat off. And he's like, you're just a fucking gross, um, you know, like hairless monkey. You know, like, uh, I'm not afraid of you. Um, but Willie DeWitt's like, well, maybe you're afraid of, my water pistol that I carry around with me for, that was the only thing I brought back from from Earth which I was, obviously I should have mentioned earlier and thought about mm. all the way through but only mentioned it just now and he fires water into the parts of Complex and you'd think being an amphibious based computer thing that he'd be like oh I should have thought about waterproofing but he hadn't Not so um, and so the body malfunctions but it gives Bucky just enough time to bush hit the button and he they shut down complex and um it frees all the toads minds and so suddenly they're like what have we been doing we've been fighting this war all the time you know and they're like uh you know oh we didn't want to be fighting no wars with no mammals we were just happy having our feet scratched and and that you know um and so the the planet's saved but it turns out toadborg was like but i did want to fucking fight all the mammals like i'm so full of rage now that i'm a robot that i did so he escapes uh, he tries to kill uh, say dead eye and the others who were who were fighting him because mm. they're like oh it's over now like you can be free again and he's like no i was never under mind control i wanted to smash you dirty dirty mammals because i'm a horrible racist and they're like oh that's disappointing mm. um <clears throat> but then the, the toads are like, no, get away from them, like, and start throwing shit at him. And he's like, oh, fuck, my own people have turned against me. How could this have happened? Um, and so he flies off into space um, to, to, to live to fight another day. Um, but that's it. So the, the galaxy's saved now. The Toad Empire has been defeated. Um, and Willie's like, oh, you know, that was an interesting adventure for a teenage boy who uh, became a refugee in an animal based alien uh, setting. And they're like, well, now all we got to do, uh, Willie, is worry about getting you home. Um, you know, um, and Bruce is like, yeah, all we need to do is figure out how to get someone else to turn a photon accelerator on, uh, on your planet. And we saw it. But what are the chances of that happening? And then we fly through the galaxy until we see a familiar planet in the light years away. Planet Earth. And as we float in, <clears throat> we come down on, I think it was set in Chicago I or San Francisco. So, yeah. I think it was Chicago. That sounds Chicago. right. So we come in on Chicago and we come up to the famous Chicago Zoo. <laughs> yeah. Where there's loads of people like lining up to see like various bits and bats and bobs, you know, all the animals and stuff. But ah. there's... there's Bits and bats. The famous it's, Chicago bats. Um, and there's a load of like uh, families lining up, looking at, oh, wow, looking through this kind of glass enclosure. Um, and inside is that a humanoid monkey with a spanner and electric parts 
putting it together. <laughs> and they're like, I like it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome the, 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 the star attraction, uh, Bruce. Um, he likes to tinker around with his uh, blah, blah, you know, um, you know, with electronics and stuff. No one really knows um, where he came from. And he looks up and he's like, Ugh, humans, you know, and then cut to directed by Michael Bay. And there's a Link of Fox <laughs> cover Park, yeah, of, course. Uh, of the Captain Bucky O'Hare theme song. <laughs> yeah. And they, there we go. We have fucking Roids success, successfully rebooted Bucky O'Hare. What a journey. What an actual journey. I was really hard. It was. Uh, although I did, I should mention this time that, uh, and I never usually do it, uh, I created my three-act structure thing so that every time I hit a place, I was like, right, okay. So I know how far we're going now and I know where we're at in the story. And that made it a lot easier. Right. Uh, so there you go. There's some behind the scenes for you. So uh, in front of. thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, that was all gritty-ish reboot of I think it's pretty gritty um, of I mean of all got his head pulled off yeah that's um, a very bit you know um, of our gritty-ish reboot of Bucky O'Hare um, if you want to listen to past episodes of these they are on YouTube uh, uh, youtube.com slash micropictures uh, if you go to micro.co.uk uh, you can listen to interviews gritty reboots uh, real horror and all that kind of stuff there Um also, there's we've got films and and all sorts of things like that there. Um, if you want to listen to these um, as on podcast services, you've got Anchor.fm slash Myco M Y C H O. You can get there these uh, in audio form uh, there, and they go up the same time as they go up on YouTube. Uh, also, if uh, you want to help us make not just these, but like short films and uh, and other shows, and uh, you know all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, then you can help us by uh, subscribing monthly to patreon.com slash Michael, M-Y-C-H-O. Uh, and we just have like loads of interesting stuff there um, that we make directly for them, including you get these like a month early. Um, so that's cool, right? So until next time, don't say goodbye. Just say, uh, Bucky, Captain Bucky over here. <laughs>